then I believe it's important for people to know not to judge Matthew Perry because nobody's here to judge him. We've all been down that road of addiction. But for the knowledge that somebody else may gain from that, knowing that, hey, that combination could take you out. I'm Flint Anderson, founder of Pain, parents and addicts in need. I've been in recovery since 2001, and there isn't much I don't know about recovery. And my mission is to constantly tell the truth about addiction, to make the realities of addiction, recovery, and drug culture known, and to drive awareness and advocate change that ultimately saves lives. And I'm Jason Lachance, a certified recovery coach with a passion for speaking with others and sharing their knowledge to help others seek recovery and maintain long-term sobriety. And this is the Don't Hide the Scars podcast, presented by Pain, parents and addicts in need. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Mr. Lachance, what the hell are we doing? Ah, uh, well, you know, hey, we're above ground, so life is good. That's right. Where do we want to? I mean, there's always so much stuff in the news, especially in our field. And it's hard to know where to start. Some it's overwhelming. It is. It's 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 definitely overwhelming with everything that's going on. Um, I mean, obviously it gives us something to talk about. Yeah. Um, but you know what's interesting is as overwhelming as it is. I don't see a lot of um, the so-called long-term harm reduction people out there saying much these days. No, that you're right. That has kind of shifted. It, it it almost seems like once October is over with and uh, everybody's celebrating Red Ribbon Week, uh, everybody gets out and makes their 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 speeches and all the fun and games of Red Ribbon Week, um, and then. Everybody just seems to go away except for those of us that do this uh, every day. I got red ribbon hair. <laughs> yes, you do. My, for those not watching, my hair is red because I did participate in an event. Nice. And I had someone ask me, like, why is your hair red? I said, well, A, I'm in recovery. I know me. I get really freaking bored. So I got to do goofy <laughs> stuff like this. I'm the, uh, yeah. What was it? The professional wrestler, Terry Funk, uh, middle-aged and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm officially that now. And I said, B, because this is going to last a lot longer than a week. Right. <laughs> exactly. So if people ask me, that's what it's about. Yeah. You there know? you go. There you go. Nice. But you're right. It, it does oddly fall off. It, it it really seems and again I'm not I'm not trying to put anybody down here but it just seems that if there isn't something that's in quote in the news for the day or the week or if a celebrity hasn't died uh, you know like Matthew Perry yeah. uh which we could tackle a couple of questions there if you want um it just seems that they go away yeah you know and the problem is doing more than just existing. It's growing. Yeah. Well, and I think that when you were talking about that, there's always something in the news for people like us. And the funny thing is there's a lot of people like us that would like it not to be in the news, meaning yeah. that, hey, we found a solution. Great. Like, whoa, the world's right. drastically going to change. Right. And give me my <laughs> island to go to. Right. <laughs> right. Or let me play golf seven days a week. Absolutely. Right. But that's not the case, sadly. Right. Right. Um, yeah. What I mean, what would we, the Matthew Perry thing is so I mean, it's it's touchy. We only come from the perspective of what we know. The news has told us our knowledge. Right. You know, you have clinical knowledge, of course, neither of us, us being a doctor. But, you know, as far as what we know, 
um, you know, he's what, like 19 months sober or something, something like Those that. Those are quite yeah. two years right. and, and primarily, I mean, opioids amongst other things, but, um, but he was on Suboxone and we don't want to speculate that that was it. But I think it's important to bring up because there is potentials. There's potential depending on what else was going on with him medically. Yeah. There was things said about he might have uh, COPD. He might have been on benzodiazepines as well. Right. Which we've talked about. Which, which is... has gotten into the illicit drug supply period where it's the benzo dope with that. And I mean, and, and it's still an opioid. Absolutely. Suboxone. And, oh, yeah. You know, oh, so yeah. maybe not even necessarily talking about him, but there's a reason that if you're on an opioid of some kind, you don't get prescribed a benzodiazepine. You, you, you don't. And most, I, I would hope that most physicians know that, which I'm sure they do. And, and so it's almost like I have to assume that he didn't get that from a doctor, mm. you know, that that was bought on the street or given to him by a friend or something, because there's not an opioid addict in recovery alive that would tell you that's a good combination. We know better. We opioid addicts know that we can die from benzodiazepines. Because again, we're not like normal people. We're not going to take, <laughs> you know, a 2.5 milligram Valium, right? You know, we're not going to take a 0.05 Xanax. You know, we're going we're gonna to take it to where it hits us like a ton of brick. And, and so it, it, it does it surprise me? It, it just really doesn't. And again, what was the podcast we were listening to with Dr. Uh, Drew? Yeah, uh, Dr. Drew Pins, the Adam and Dr. Drew show. So Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. I think people need to tune into that and listen to that one. Uh, as as they talk about Matthew Perry, th th there is some really good stuff there, mm -hmm. you know. And again, like we were saying, you know, I, I the last thing I want to do is is trample on on someone when they've passed, mm -hmm. you know, and that's not the intent ever. Um, but something's not right here. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, again, we're not trying to, you know, we're not making a prognosis, a diagnosis. Correct. It's not, we don't have the licensing or education to right. do that. I mean, other than you firsthand right. with life experience, and we're not saying this is necessarily it, but it's a nice warning sign because maybe... I mean, I would believe like you that every opioid addict would know that. Yeah. But maybe the families don't. But maybe the families don't. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But 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 again, because nothing's ever 100 percent sure. Sure. But I would venture to say that that Perry knew that at least 99 percent. You would think you would you, you would think. You know, especially because he's been at this for for so long. You know, and and Dr. Drew made a great point, and this is something that I definitely want to want to talk about a little bit too. You know, he was telling that an opioid itself is not going to kill you, right? And we're talking about a prescription opioid pill, right? Just like with me and with a twenty five year addiction. Uh, you know, opioid addicts, short of taking fentanyl or morphine or Dilaudid or you know any of the other powerful, powerful painkillers like that, we can live a long time. Right. We can live a long time. Yeah. It's much like the, we've all, most of us in recovery have met the heroin addict that was an addict for 30 years. A absolutely. You know, uh, you can be an alcoholic for a long time, 30 years, 40 years. Now your life isn't going to be worth a shit. All right. But <laughs> no, you, I, I guarantee you. Right. Right. 
Uh, and you can definitely have health issues from that opioid uh, over the course of some time, especially the bowels yeah. and what and what can happen there. Um, but, you know, if you venture into fentanyl, and this is important, I've heard, I don't know if there's a study out there or not yet, but I, but I get some of this stuff from my law enforcement people as well, even though they're not in the medical side of this. Um, but because of the death count, you've got about a 15-month window yeah. once you start using fentanyl. Yeah, I forget where. And I know we talked to Tom Wolf and he said about two years and I had read something like that too, that it was a max year and a half, two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be just just because the, it's the nature of the beast. It's it's yeah. it's so powerful and it's short acting and it's something that you have to take. You know, it's not like taking a painkiller every four hours, right? Or every six hours. No, with fentanyl, you've got to dose yourself almost every hour and a half because the, because the hike comes and goes so quickly. Yeah. And yeah. thus the withdrawals. And thus, thus the with famous withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And back to what you were talking about with, with, you know, some of the prescription opioids and, and I mean, they were literally designed not to affect the body if correct. taken as prescribed. If taken correctly. Uh, right. But then, yeah, you have the bowel perforation for the excess and, you know. Which I had, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Which resulted in surgery. Which resulted in another surgery. Oh, and by the way, what did they give you afterwards for that <laughs> surgery? More pain pills, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's wacky. Yeah, it, it really is. But I but I also think with Perry, you know that, um, and you and I have talked previously about this. There just isn't something right. Yeah. With it, there it, there there's something. You know, when Mom used to say, "Hey, you know what? That smells kind of funny. Don't eat it." You know, this smells kind of funny. Yeah. You know, uh, and and again, I'm not casting aspersions or anything else uh, on this, but you know. And like you said, I believe he had 18, 19 months. So I think it was so, yeah. somewhere around there. Okay. Uh, and even if he were taking Zaboxone, in particular, a low dose of Zaboxone, um, he would have looked better. Mm. Not to say that he wouldn't have been chubby, right? Um, but his skin would have looked better. His eyes would have looked better. His speech would have been better. Um because he just looked disheveled. He just didn't look right. Yeah, something you and I watched, it was, I forget what interview, and it's right around the time of his book release. Yes. And I remember you saying something. Yeah, yeah. And 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 again, you know, we may find out from the autopsy, we may not, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I will say this about the autopsy. For those of us that care, for those of us that that are in this for the right reasons, it's not to say, hey, I told you so. Yeah. Okay. This is if if in fact this is what happened, then I believe it's important for people to know not to judge Matthew Perry because nobody's here to judge him. We've all been down that road of addiction. But for the knowledge that somebody else may gain from that, yeah. knowing that, hey, that combination could take you out. Yeah. You know, and again, it's just for more, for more recovery purposes. 
New Perceptions North, the premier drug and alcohol treatment and recovery center in Central California. A full continuum of medically supervised top quality care with programs for detox and patient residential treatment with dual diagnosis, intensive outpatient treatment, sober living support groups, and more. New Perceptions North provides adult men and women with the highest caliber of professional health care, treating each client with compassion and respect in a safe, comfortable environment to begin the process of recovery to proudly create and sustain a life without addiction. Call 559-978-1507 or visit newperceptionsnorth.com. Well, especially, you know, the underlying conditions, you know, medically wise. Again, it was it was stated that he probably had or I didn't see a confirmation COPD. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're already in a danger zone with the benzo anyways, right? you know, because, you know, it's like you were educating me and having, um, you know, being a depressant upon the system that you're worried about just that potentially making the heart stop, which how many families have you helped that have lost someone because of that very thing? Yeah, because that's what that's the beast of the of the opioid and and the benzo. It's it's going to uh, suppress the respiratory system, you know, and you take that combination uh, and and and, you know, again, it's 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 the statement, you know, when when everything's right in the world, so to speak, the right combination, the right time and the body simply says, nope, can't take it anymore. See ya. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I'm sure people get that out of this, but to reiterate, yeah, we're not, we're not ill of the dead. No, and, and, he, no. and even in, you know, with him talking about his recovery helped people and I'm sure he directly helped people and, yeah. you know, and it's an unfortunate thing that it's not a situation where he can continue to talk about that and maybe empower some people to make that decision. But correct. Correct. You know. But I, but I, but I always wonder I always wonder, you know, even before I started pain, hmm. I waited eight years, you know, I waited eight years and those were some pretty rough years in early recovery. And, and I've said this, you know, again, I, I've said this publicly and again, it's not to put anybody down, but when you write a book, when you do a movie or a TV interview or whatever the case may be, or start a nonprofit, you better be sure you're ready. Hmm. Hmm. Not, not, not saying that, that again, that, that relapse can't happen because it can to anybody, anytime, anywhere. Right. But how many people out there are going, eh, I see, I told you. Yeah. And again, I don't, Sadly, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there. I'm sure yeah. there is. No, and and I agree with you in that. Talking with the gentleman, that eventually we're going to talk with him here on the podcast. Um, I appeared on his podcast, and and we got talking about the recover out loud, you know, and that concept, and really digging into well, you know, when it comes to anonymity, the agreement is that you know I'm protecting everybody else's. It's my decision, whatever. And I said, well, you know, with that, you better freaking be ready too yeah. when you do, because then you you are making it public that you are available. Yeah. And so you better answer the phone and the text. And I said, and I brought up, you know, my buddy that had passed away 
in July when I went to, uh, you know, wish him a happy birthday, which was, geez, I think his birthday was six days after mine in August to find out he had passed away the month before because I was in touch with him, you know, and it was through social media and then he moved away and helped him find a group and, you know, had messaged him my number, which he had never used. And then all of a sudden the direct messages stopped, but he had called me. And for my own sanity, I leave my my social media alerts off because otherwise my phone all day, yeah. boop, 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 you know, because yeah. um, I always give anyone I'm work, working with helping, whatever, here's my number. And he never used it, you know. And so it's it, it, it weighed on it's weighed on me. And granted, I've I've had to accept, OK, I gave him every access sure. to me possible. Yeah, but you have to be ready. You better freaking be ready. Well, and that's and that's just it. And it's so interesting you you bring up that story because I got there was a Facebook post today, but actually by a friend of mine that I went to high school with, mm. and he was I don't know he was talking something about uh, and and I think it was more directed towards mental health issues, but and 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 being a friend with somebody, you know, hey, you know what, pick up the phone, you know, if somebody's calling you, you know, I just he said I just want eight people to like and to and to repost, you know, that hey, let's let's pick up the phone and talk to somebody. So uh, I liked it, but I didn't respond uh, to it. And uh, and it and it reminds me uh, a few years back, probably six or seven years ago, when I was at a um, a men's retreat uh, in the uh, uh, over in Paso Robles, and we were on a ranch, and it was cool. I mean, there were cowboys there, and then there's me that's you know trying to hail a cab, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and so we were sitting, sitting around the campfire, you know, uh, late at night and everybody was kind of talking and 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 the conversation came up, you know, hey, you know, what can we do as grown men to to help society and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it went to each went to each guy and I'm kind of sitting there listening and and, you know, hey, one guy said, yeah, you know what, I I, I, I want to be able to, you know, to help go feed the poor. Um, I want the next guy. I want to be able to do something. And the third guy, he said, you know, I've got a, I've got a friend of mine uh, who's now a single dad and he's got a down syndrome, little child. And, you know, I, I, I need to be there for him because he's going, you know, his wife passed, he's going through some rough times. Yeah. You know, and everybody's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you need to do that. And of course, then it came to me and I said, Guys, I go, this is all good stuff. And it was, okay? It was all great stuff. I said, but here's here's the thing. I said, everybody knows what I do, okay? Not saying I'm better than anybody else because I'm certainly not. I said, but when that phone rings at 2 a.m., A, you better not have your phone on silent. And when you tell somebody you're going to be there for them, and that phone rings at 2 a.m. and you look at it and you go, oh, it's just Bob. All right. I'll call him in the morning and roll over and your fat ass goes back to sleep. And I go, you blew it. Mm. You blew it. If you're going to make the commitment, follow through with it. And especially if you tell somebody you're going to make that commitment because the minute you don't, and something happens to that person, and even if it doesn't happen to the person, your credibility goes right in the crapper. Yeah. You know, now maybe some of you don't care, but then don't make the statement. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that 
still, you know, it it weighed on me. Sure, for quite a while. Sure, but again, it's it's again, and we had a, we had another situation just this in the, in the last day where somebody else passed away, and uh, an, another young person. Yeah, and um, again, it, it's it's I'm, I'm getting tired <laughs> to be honest with you of of twenty five year olds, you know, dying. And there was another situation from the person I heard from that their child was a friend of this person's and this other young person uh, used with them when they were in high school together. And this person has been clean and sober for six years now. Mm-hmm. And when he heard of the friend, he has this rush of guilt and, and why, why didn't, why didn't I die? You know, and when I was talking to the parent, you know, I said, listen, I go, please tell him it's not his fault. Okay. It's not his fault. You, you did try to help this person. You did put yourself out there. It was his responsibility to call you. Okay. Cause you're only going to be able to do so much in this, mm-hmm. but you kept your word. You said you would be there. You said, here's my number. Call me anytime. And if somebody chooses not to call you, you cannot take that burden on yourself. Yeah. You simply can't. Yeah. You know. Well, and it's such a tough thing. I mean, I know we talk. <clears throat> I've been doing a lot more varying perspectives on boundaries. And is that term overused? And, you know, and it's, and it came across an interesting one of uh, being a stand for someone, you know, and it's being a stand or taking a stand, being a stand. Okay. For someone. So like someone that'll, you know, you could stand by, stand, okay. kind of yeah. maybe to hold them up or whatever it is in certain situations. It's like, and it was interesting because the book that I was reading and they're not advertising on the podcast, nor have they agreed to come on it. So I'm not going to give them any credit, <laughs> um, but it was brilliant the way it was put out because he, the, the author was talking about, you know, you can, you can still be there and maybe the term boundaries are overused i forget how he worded it but like you can still be a stand for someone and just make it clear that you are not participating in any sort of the bs you're not going to be a part of this you're not going to be a part of that yeah what so it's 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 kind of instead of saying you have a boundary it's this is what you are accessible to this is what you're not right so that's a great way to put it by the way yeah like what 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 level of accessibility do I give to this? And a and a good example that I came across was uh, uh, Brandon Novak, who was part of the Jackass crew yep. with Bam Margera, Stevo, and recently he was interviewed and asked about that. Like, what's your relationship? And he's like, well, you know, he Bam said some pretty hurtful things about me recently, and I love him, but he's gonna have to sit over there. Yeah, like I would love to see him again. I'd love it if, you know, his sobriety continues and we can do things to help people. Right. But the interactions changed. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It's um, it's interesting how <laughs> through this thing, we have to kind of take a look at that. Even with the people that we help, there's a, there's a point where it's, yes, we're going to give you accessibility, but to so much. Yeah. And by the way, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I'm really beginning to dislike Every time somebody says bound the word boundary, yeah, it's starting to really stick up my ass. Yeah, because it's a fence. 
It is. Because it's either you're, you're keeping somebody something completely out or yourself completely in. Yeah. Plus, I think, I don't know if this is is the right thing, but it's almost like it, it, it just seems like that word is, oh, don't, don't, don't cross my boundary mm. type of thing. Well, okay. So I, I love the way you put it, you know, I've, I've, I've got some, I don't know, accessibility requirements here, mm. you know, mm. um, we, let's talk about them. Mm. Um, but like, I think we, we do in this society, we take one word and we blow it up to hell. Oh, we bastardize and, it. And we do. Okay, <laughs> we, we do. And, right. Till, and then at some point that'll go away too. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, but no, I, I, I like that because we have to be able to set um, uh, again, the, those, the rules, so to speak, yeah. um, with the people that we're helping. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please call Pain Parents and Addicts in Need at 559-579-1551 or visit us online at painnonprofit.org. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pain Nonprofit. And please subscribe to the Don't Hide the Scars podcast and share with others wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And if you would like to donate to pain, parents and addicts in need, please click the link in the description to make your tax-deductible donation today and help us save more lives gripped by addiction. You know, and it's like I told somebody, actually it was this morning when I was telling somebody, look, you know, don't ask me the question if you don't want the answer. Right. And don't get mad at me if you don't like my answer. Right. Because guess what? I didn't come to you. You came to me. Yeah. This is an area of me that you chose to access. Ab ab absolutely. And like the one guy years ago that came in here and, and, and I get done talking to him about him and his son, he goes, oh, no, that's just completely wrong. I looked at him, I go, then why are you here? <laughs> so, swear to God. Right? I looked at him, I said, I go, then why are you here? If, if what, what, to get my, to get my opinion? Right. Okay. Or do you want some help? Yeah. Yeah, you just if you wanted someone to just concur with you, and yeah, you came to the wrong. You came place. to the wrong place, dude. Yeah. Right again, it's like a, a parent meeting. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and yes, I will say it. We've had parents not come back because if you don't want to hear the truth, then don't come. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's the responsibility too. That that, that I think we don't. That maybe we don't sit and question on our end of it when someone gives us access to them or information. And I've kind of figured this out the more and more my sobriety and more long term and doing different kind of work to, you know, not stay stagnant. Mm -hmm. That, that he, people, I think the boundary thing too removes the responsibility of one party or the other. It does. It's like, well, that's a boundary. Like, okay, well, but that's your boundary. That's not society's responsibility. Yeah. That's Good whatever point. with the access to you, that's on you. And Jason I think Jason Lachance, the boundary expert. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you're, you're right. Some people forget that. Yeah. No, you're it's, right. It's a two way street. It is. You know, well, God, what was I watching where, oh, was that show I was telling you about, Irrational? And uh, it, it, I forget what kind of, 
I can't remember if he's an oncologist or whatever the one it's, it's like psychology, but a little different. And, and so he solves cases. That's why I thought you would like yeah, it, yeah. like murder cases yeah, and yeah. stuff I like that. that stuff. And it was, you know, with some of his, he works, him and his ex-wife work together. And so he expected that he would have access all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and he goes, uh, uh, you know, she goes, well, I'm not, no, I'm not working with you this weekend. And he was like, he was hurt. And then he realized by what she said after that, she's hurt by it too. But mm-hmm. she understood that's not an area you're going to access me. Like my weekend is my weekend. We're mm-hmm. divorced for a reason. Right. You know, and it's those kind of things. It's like he had to feel what he had to feel on his end. She had to feel what she had to feel yeah. and realize that the reality of the situation's in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. We are divorced. And here I am talking about bringing over our favorite restaurant for takeout and we might watch a movie, but it's work. It's right. like, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. You were digging for greater success. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, she's really cute. <laughs> we know what you were thinking. <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I know. You know, it's um, and and going back to Perry for a minute, I I, I think there's a lot of people out there that are not going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's quite a few down down in the Hollywood arena that um, uh, are just simply not gonna not gonna talk about it, or or maybe won't accept the fact that that there might have been something else. Sure, you know, and in, in, involved here. Um, but again, I hope I, I hope that it can be used for the the benefit of others. Yeah, me too. You yeah, because there's speculation that maybe he had uh, you know um, what is it myo myocarditis, uh-huh. which we've been finding more and more post the pandemic and all that. We we're right. not going to dig overly into that. So right. you know, it's all these things that smoking. Yeah, you know, but tell me an addict that doesn't smoke <laughs> or use nicotine in some or way. Use huh? Nicotine in some fashion. I mean, please. Yeah. Right. Very few. Very few. You know the ones that the one that I know that we just had on, Mike Diamond. That's the one guy. Really? That comes to, oh yeah. No, nothing. Uh-huh. Oh wow. Mm-mm. I mean, I seriously. I'm, I'm sure there's more than than one or two. But right. but I'll tell you what, man. For 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 the most part. And re, and remember, we were talking earlier today about about treatment and mm-hmm. and and the fact that some of these kids now they won't come into treatment if they can't vape. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean. Really? But because because actually I tell him, I go, well, go smoke cigarettes while you're here. <laughs> right. We don't care about that. <laughs> right. You know, all right. Oh, no, I, I got to have my vape. Well, right. you know, well, anyway, we fixed that problem. <laughs> well, in society, because uh, we've talked about before, my favorite recovery movie is still Michael Keaton right. starring in uh, uh, Clean and Sober. And at the very end, when he's at the, the narcotics and officer, hey, I mean, whatever it is. And his final line is... Uh, Thank you for listening, and thank you for not smoking. The whole room was just covered with smoke <laughs> when you could, because you know how many of us like that on edge. But, oh you know. gosh, I, I remember those days. I, yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. I mean, you would what? Even as a smoker, right? I really tried not to smell like smoke. Uh, you know, I was making, I mean, I did smoke in my car, right. And I'd blow it out the window. I mean, I'd lean my head out the window, right. Cause I can't stand that, that, yeah. that smell when it's, when it's on you, you came out of an AA meeting, 
you were you you it was it was it was like a cloud that just you, it was like Linus yeah. in, in peanuts. <laughs> okay, that cloud just followed you as you walked out of there. Uh, oh, it was it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say my uncle, who's been like 30-something years, but then I just realized, oh, no, he still used chewing tobacco. So there it is. Yeah, My argument's out. There, 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 <laughs> totally there it is. Out. Totally out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else, Mr. Anderson? I don't know. I don't know. This was nice. Yeah. You know, this was nice. Yeah, and for those folks out there, uh, we do have more guests coming. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. We Good. took a little break. I had a little, little, little injury surgery that had to get fixed up on and yeah we had talked good. about that Do you want to you know i think it's maybe good to share that again to reiterate you know hey you did come out of it yep. paint, paint some pain pills but you had the support system of yep. the family yep. you're yep. Yep. you're done, done with the pills yep and moving forward yeah and moving forward and again when you have that when you look there, there are certain surgeries that you're gonna have to well you don't have to all right but if you want to be in excruciating pain you know then don't do it which we have known a couple people <laughs> we have known a couple people you know yeah. the particular surgery that i had was was extremely painful because it's the foot and there's a lot of bones in there and they had to break them and reset them and put pins in and do all this stuff and so uh uh but I remember we were talking with the young man on our last podcast that it was, mm, um, yeah, Josh, Josh, that was deathly afraid of, you know, he was looking at what, what if, you know, what yeah. if I get an accident? What if, yeah, because he said an injury is what started. Is what started. So what started him on him? And I said, you can't be afraid of that, you know, so you have to have that plan. Doctors have to be told family needs to know, and they do already, you know, and, but you have your accountability partner, your best friend, whoever it is that has them, that's responsible for them. You, oh, my suggestion is again, depending on the, um, how in depth the surgery is, if you can get away with 10 pills, great, you know, but never go more than 20, you know, unless it's something that's extremely serious, but never, ever, ever go beyond 30. Yeah. Okay. And make sure that somebody's giving them to you and uh, make sure when they're done, they're done. And that family member or accountability person will definitely make sure. Yeah. That, that, Double that, check, no refills. Right. None of it. Always take somebody into the, the doctor's office with you so you can hear what the doctor's plan is. So you so they can hear what you're talking to the doctor about. All of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and geez, surprisingly enough, you'll pull out of it, yeah. you know, and the pain will start to go away. And, uh, uh, and it's, and again, it's not to say that, that the pain's still not there, but it's, it's tolerable. Yeah. Remember it's a healing pain, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not the initial injury right. pain where yeah. you go, holy shit. I, you know, what did I do? I, I'm, I'm going to die here. Right. You know, no, it's a, it's a healing pain. Is the healing pain different from the initial pain? Yeah. Cause it comes and goes where that initial pain is just constant and steady. So you got to kind of get that in your mindset, you know, that yes. And, and then going into this, cause I took some time before I had this done right? and, and you, you got to get your mindset, right? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you about. If, if, have to do if it. you found yourself in any old thought patterns nope. or any, really, nope. nope. Well, nope. I think that's a put, but I think that comes down to doing the work. It comes down to doing the work. comes comes down to the fact that I've got some pretty serious time under my belt, yeah. um, and I and I remember, you know, like maybe the, the the fourth night or something. I was I was sitting there and I said, you know, and and I've done this so many times, and I just said to myself, I go, "You son of a bitch, you're not going to beat me." Mm. And I just kind of repeat that little mantra 
you know, and, 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 and you got to get, sometimes you got to get mad at it, right? you know, you know, and then you look at your family and you go, there's no way I'm going to put them in that position again. Yeah. No way. Yeah. I'd rather die first. And by the way, you're not going to, <laughs> but that's what we tell ourselves. But that's what we tell ourselves. You bet. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, it's, 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 it's all good, you know, uh, but, but, but with Josh, I was pretty interesting, hmm. you know, uh, I, I think a lot of young people in recovery worry about that. Oh yeah. You know, uh, I don't think most of us that are, that are older and have had some time worry about that as much. Uh, I mean, could it happen? Of course. Sure. You know, um, but the younger ones, and that's why I always tell them, man, don't, don't focus on it. Just have your plan ready. Yeah. You know, but even that plan could blow to hell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But like anything else, uh, if that does happen, you're just going to, you're going to have to get back up, get off your ass and get it done again. Sorry to be that way, but that's the only way it can be. Yeah. No, you can't, yeah, it's funny. I had someone because I've done a, some event hosting recently in this, uh, uh, you know, it had a bar and I went over and I got my standard, leave me the L, hell alone drink. Yeah. With my tonic water with the lime because everybody thinks. And then right. this one lady that I was working with that I had just met that night and she goes, uh, oh, oh, you don't want to drink? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't drink. And then so she then she asked and I'm like, yeah, I'll buy oh, I'm sorry for. I'm like, no, I talk about it, you right. know, educate. And she goes, do you think you'll ever drink again? And I went, well, I guess if doctors start prescribing it for post-surgery recovery, maybe, but I can't think of a single good <laughs> effing reason to ever. No. <laughs> you know? So right. I was like, right. Sorry. <laughs> so I was sitting there thinking about you oddly. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, I kind of paused and looked up and like, That's funny. Yeah, they, they, no. I like every time somebody on social media media puts that out, they give me one good reason why you're not drinking today, and I'm like, I can't think of a single one too. Right, <laughs> let alone right. a reason not to. It, yeah. it, exactly. But but don't you find that amazing though? Sometimes, and I've been in those situations, you sure. know, because I'm not an alcoholic, but I don't drink because I could very easily become one, you know. And somebody, I'll walk up. You know, at a, at a bar or at a function, and yeah, you know, give me my Mountain Dew or give me, you know, whatever lemonade, whatever it is. And they, they go, oh, you 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 don't drink? I go, no, I, I don't drink. Oh, and I've had that. Oh, do you? And I tell them why, you know, and they say, well, you don't, you'll never drink again. And I want to say, what the fuck don't you understand about this? <laughs> right. right? I mean, seriously, I just explained to you why, and you're coming back. Do you have a brain cell? I mean. I, the funny thing about it is the when they say never again, they say it like, oh, like it's good for you, like just period. Like, I'm sorry that the the, the stuff, well, a glass of wine a day, bullshit, right? Like, no amount of alcohol ever is good for you, not in any way, shape, or form. None. There is zero, zero, right. zero. Right. And then, and if you go, well, it loosens me up and I'm able to be out and meet people and whatever, you know, and it's like, well, then you might have another problem and then come talk to yeah, me because no, I was that guy. No kidding. Right. You know? Right. So it's like, yeah, I just don't get it. It's like, yeah, your your life will be turned great. to shit. Yeah. I mean, just turned to shit. Yeah. It's I like, mean, come and, on. and I don't want to go back there again. Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah. It's, I forget who I was talking to. I'm like, oh, it was, it was 
Mike uh, Diamond when him and I did this uh, Red Ribbon event together and I was sitting there going and I was like God isn't it nice to be sober and he's like yeah I'm like because imagine how sad it would be for two middle-aged guys still trying to do the bullshit that we did 15 years ago yeah. along with what came with our drinking yeah you know, because we found the bedfellows. Oh, we yeah. we found the the hardcore women, the ones that oh, yeah. showed up with the booze or the blow or the whatever. You, bet. you know, and it's just like it would be really, really, really sad. It would, <laughs> and it, and the reality, it's sad at every point. At every point, yeah, it is. When we're like, oh, this is fun. Is no, it really? Is it really? Yeah. Or have you just gotten something that activates all the chemicals in your brain that when you naturally have fun, you get an overdose of them? And yeah, yeah. I mean, look, some of the antics were fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Some, <laughs> of the, some, some, some of it was some, some of the antics. I'm not saying the 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 the, the substance use. I'm saying the uh, antics that yeah. went along with it. They were pretty damn funny. Okay. Yeah. Not not all of them, but th- th- there's stuff that that my long-term sober friends that I grew up with. Yeah. We talk about those, Yeah, you know, God, you remember that time with those two girls, blah, blah, blah. you know, and it's like, Oh, and we just bust up. Yeah. All right. But when you get, when you, but, but when it got to the drinking part or the using part, it's like, Oh God, you know, yeah. it's like, no. Yeah. I have buddies that were like, when, you know, Texas Hold'em was really big and we'd have these poker tournaments on once a month and stuff. And we'll talk about the fun that we had there and the camaraderie and the jokes. And right. yeah, somehow the drinking just, it's not remembered. Right. Thank goodness. Thank God. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, folks, or watching, of course, yep. available on YouTube at Pain Nonprofit. You can find us actually on all social media platforms at Pain Nonprofit. And uh, hey, if you need our services, want to get involved, it's the end of the year. If you're looking to make those tax deductible donations, um, you know, hey, please reach out and help us uh, save lives afflicted by addiction. You betcha. Thanks, Jason. Thank Appreciate you, Mr. You, Anderson. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please call Pain Parents and Addicts in Need at 559-579-1551 or visit us online at painnonprofit.org. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pain Nonprofit. And please subscribe to the Don't Hide the Scars podcast and share with others wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And if you would like to donate to Pain, Parents and Addicts in Need, please click the link in the description to make your tax-deductible donation today and help us save more lives gripped by addiction.